You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. He was was an associate to ours. We called him Baba Yaga. The boogeyman? Well, John wasn't exactly the boogeyman. He was the one you sent to kill the f- boogeyman. Oh. John is a man of folk. Commitment. Sheer will. Something you know very little about. I once saw him kill three men in a bar. With a pencil. With a pencil. Welcome to the party, pal! Action Movie Reviews with Mackie, Judd, and Rami. Get to the chopper! Yippee-ki-yay, mother... It's not what you did, son, that angers me so. It's who you did it to. Who? The f- nobody? That f- nobody is John Wake. And welcome in to Action Movie Rewind. Maggie and Judd, Declan, and we are excited to dive into the 2014 cinematic masterpiece classic, John Wick. The first part of uh, at least a four-part series at this point, right? I think they're, I, I think they're making yes, the fourth one. I believe the third has been released, and yep. I believe the fourth is on the way. That is correct. And uh, and this one this one lays the groundwork for uh, for Keanu Reeves what third multi movie series? So well, Bill and Ted is one of them. Oh yeah, Speed is another one where where I'm talking like well no he wasn't part but of he Speed. Wasn't, yeah. He wasn't in the second Speed. No, no, he couldn't agree to a contract. The Matrix for that one. is a multi. It's a, it's yeah. a sequel series, and then this one. So, gentlemen, we'll start with setting the scene here. With the untimely death of his beloved wife still bitter in his mouth, John Wick, the former assassin, receives one final gift from his wife, his deceased wife, a precious keepsake to help John find new meaning in life now that she is gone. (laughs) But when the arrogant Russian mob prince, Yosef Tarasov, and his men pay Wick a rather unwelcome visit to rob him of his prized 1969 Mustang and his wife's present, Daisy the dog, the legendary hitman will be forced to unearth his meticulously concealed identity. Blind with revenge, John Wick will immediately unleash a carefully orchestrated maelstrom of destruction against the sophisticated kingpin, Vigo Tarasov, who's the head of the Russian mafia and crime syndicate in New York City, and his family, who are fully aware of his lethal capacity. Now only blood can quench the boogeyman's thirst for retribution. It's not what you did, son, that angers me so. It's who you did it to. Who? The f- nobody? That f- nobody is John Wick. 87% <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes. Great. A $30 million budget that generated $86 million at the box office. And it starred Keanu Reeves, Willem Dafoe, Mm-hmm. Ian McShane, otherwise known to me as Bizarro Al Pacino, Bridget Moynihan, who is Tom Brady's ex-wife, Ooh. Kevin Nash, former NWO star, was in this movie. He was. I can't. What do you mean? Who? You didn't notice Kevin Nash in this I movie? Di- I didn't. Who was Where he? Where you were? Did you watch it? I did. 
I'll, I'll circle back to that. And even the guy who plays Mayhem in those car insurance commercials. Oh, he plays a big role in this movie. Was a big role in this movie. Yeah, he's the an important character. Mayhem. He is. He he gets more jobs than anybody. He's in everything. Really? Dean Winters is in everything. Is yes, he? he is. It's incredible. I feel like this if, is the only thing I've seen him in besides you, Mayhem if, commercials. If you, oh. if you shoot a big budget film or TV show on the East Coast, Dean is going to be in that. Okay. All right. He lives there, and I think he is constantly like, hey, I can work today. Schedule's <laughs> I'm, I'm free. Available. I'm mayhem. <laughs> Want to hire me? So, Dex, did you Google yes. Kevin Nash? And, and he plays had, the bouncer slash uh, whatever. Like. had no idea that was him until right now. <laughs> yeah, and he gave a couple Kevin Nash lines. Yes, and, he did. And, and he got let off the hook. He wasn't killed. So we'll start with Judd Zolgad. Well, first of all, have anyone? I've seen John Wick one and two both on planes only once. This is the, only, this is the second time I've seen this movie, and so I, I noticed more things. Have you guys seen a John Wick movie before this? I had seen this one uh, bits and pieces on on TV, flipping through. It got violent, so I stopped to watch it. But I've never seen the whole thing through. I've never seen it. I've always wanted to see it. Okay, but this was my first time, and I loved it. Well, Judd, what was your favorite part about John Wick? We'll start there. There's a lot to love here. <laughs> now, now there there are things to pick apart as well. Um, but first of all, strong disagreement on that. Yeah. The, there there are some holes here, but that's okay. That yeah, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. bullet holes in yeah. bodies. There are some holes. But um, first of all, congratulations to the people who who uh, conceived the concept of this character, of this film, and who hired Keanu to do it. <laughs> this is the perfect, and I, I don't mean sort of good, okay? So I, this is just out-and-out out praise, 100% praise. This is the perfect dialogue-to-Keanu ratio wow. to keep it real. It is. And, and I will go dialogue back to, to this, is, this, is ver- <laughs> this is very much this is very much the same philosophy that Stallone, I think, gave himself more so in Rambo, which was, let's make a film. Let's make it actually be yeah. blood and guts and you know enjoyable. Enjoyable. But but yeah. but what don't we want to do? We don't want to saddle Keanu with a ton of dialogue because it comes off as if he is uh, checking out cue cards blah blah. Yeah, exactly. Um so my favorite part was was this took Keanu Reeves and basically it's like baseball now, right? Where where you get a smart manager, management team, you bat him in the perfect place, right? Or a pitcher, a pitcher, okay? Keanu was Tyler Duffy current day in this film. You don't ask him to do too much. You didn't start. You didn't ask him to start, but you said, Keanu, if we work with you and we give you this to do, you can do it really well. Yeah. And that was my favorite part of this film. It's the first time that I've actually seen Keanu used in a way that didn't make me come away from said film saying, I enjoyed it, but... To Phil's word, it was sort of campy. Yeah, this was the first time I've seen seen him in a film and said, "You know what?" Across the board, it really worked. So, all right, I'm going to piggyback off what Judd's saying because his favorite part is sort of my favorite part, and it leads into my biggest take about this movie. Okay, Judd is a Steven Seagal early '90s, late '80s connoisseur. Okay, love it. This John Wick is what would have happened if Steven Seagal was a little bit more willing to play ball. And a little bit more willing to, like, some character development. (laughs) Because this movie, think about, like, the formula for Steven Seagal movies is he is some sort of a cop or some sort of uh, a lethal weapon figure 
who is on a revenge tour for two hours or an hour and a half. Like, Steven Seagal movies are just him running roughshod for an hour and a half. and it's, it's Hard him, to kill. His wife is dead. Yep. You're right. Super corny lines and very little offense for the bad guys on Steven Seagal. He's just walking into rooms and snapping everyone's neck, and it's like, all right, I, definitely worth watching. Definitely, we're going to keep doing Steven Seagal movies on Action Movie Rewind. Right. But if Steven Seagal was, was willing to be a little bit more vulnerable and be a little bit more of an actual character. And share. Like sh- share lines. Yep. Let other people star. Let, let the let, bad let, guy let, be good. Yep. Let the bad guy, the Russian guy, rise to your level. Yes. You'd go from having these kind of fun little corny action movies in the 80s, 90s to having an actual huge hit multi-sequel yep. uh, establishment like John Wick has become. John Wick is a is a more developed and more successful version of what Steven Seagal movies could have been. That's my take. I, I, I'm I, dropping the mic and I'm walking. You're absolutely right. That that's exactly right. And and kudos to Keanu for taking that and saying, you know what, I'm getting older here, and I'd like to continue to be successful. How can I do that? And it's like somebody got to him and was like, here's what you do. Don't say too much. You're great in action films. Yeah. We're not going to take away your lines, but what we're going to do is surround you with Nelson Cruz. <laughs> and, seriously. Tom, Tom Brady's wife. No, it, no, really. Exactly. But but his co-stars were great, right? They were so good, and Keanu played his role. You're you're exactly right. Is, what makes Seagal, what, what makes him hysterical is what used to sort of make Keanu funny, but this film doesn't have that, yeah. which is a good thing for him. All right, Dex, what was your favorite part about? Okay, I, obviously, outside of the mindless killing and great one-liners, this is a little off the cusp, but I thought it was so great, Keanu. His interactions with the dog in the first five, ten minutes. So I don't know if you notice this, but it's Dude. almost like Keanu Reeves has no idea how a dog works. <laughs> so You're so right. He gets the dog. So right. I'm going to break down the three prominent scenes with the dog. Okay. He, he gets right. the dog. <laughs> He lays blankets down on the floor of the bed, and he's like, this is your bed, and like places him down, places him down, is like, all right, that's the dog bed, okay? Next morning, they wake up. Dog wakes him up, typical dog, look in the face, I gotta go. So they go outside, Keanu goes to grab the paper. The dog runs out, and he goes, where are you going? Oh, right, because it's a dog, and it has to go to the bathroom outside, and he's so shocked that that has to happen. I actually wrote down the quote from that exact part. Yeah. It's, so the dog runs out, hey. and he's like, oh, my God, the dog's getting away. And then he goes, hey. Oh, oh right. Oh, right. Oh, right. <laughs> it's just perfect. So true. Then he doesn't have any food for it, so he pours it a bowl of raisin bran. Yes. And he tells it, I'll get you some kibble later. And it's just like perfect Keanu <laughs> that he doesn't know how the dog works. Oh, it's hilarious. Oh, and it, it, uh, it that, and that's why it was so heart-wrenching when the dog dies. But it was just like, Keanu, do you, even though you're a mindless assassin, you found love, you're grieving your wife, but, like, do you not know that dogs, one, have a dog bed, two, go outside to use the bathroom, and three, yes, you do have to feed it actual dog food. Did that part tug at your guys' heartstrings where so his wife dies and then she she somehow arranges for him to get this dog yeah, as like we, a companion? I'd like to know how that happened, but yeah, go and ahead. And they become friends and like he wakes up in the morning and the dog is like jumping up on his back and stuff right. and he's trying to cope with this death. Like that that tugged at me a little a bit. Little that's bit. that's more sentiment than any Steven Seagal movie has ever had. Right. 
The judge's like, no, nah, I didn't. Yeah, it was fine. Had, like, until they killed dogs. the damn dog. Yeah, I know. Was, I really didn't like that. I, I, I got it, it, but at first I didn't like it. I, I didn't just like didn't it. like the dog dying. I didn't think. Oh, if, really? I thought it was critical to setting. Well, it turned out to, it turned yes, out it to be, but I was skeptical. At the moment the dog died, I'm like, are they really going to pay this off with what they need to? But they eventually did. But I'm just saying when the dog is killed at that point in the film, the first time that I watched this entire film going through, I didn't like it just because I'm like, I, I like people dying, but I don't like dogs dying. I mean, you could literally sum this movie up with this sentence. Man gets revenge on behalf of his dog. Yes. Yeah. Like that is the movie. Right. Right. That's, right. That's yeah. It. No, it turned out to be important. It turned it, out to be critical. In, I get that. In fact, let's let's because there was some debate here before we went live with this segment here off microphone about just the circumstances surrounding his wife's death. So the first time I watched this movie, and I was on an airplane, and I wasn't paying full attention for like the first ten or fifteen minutes, and so for me it was just like an hour and twenty minutes of Keanu Reeves getting revenge for like his dog and whatever. I I was like, did they kill his wife? I can't. I didn't. I think if you watch it a second and a third time, it becomes more apparent that she has she is sick with an illness of some kind. At first, I thought, "Oh, did they did the Russians like poison that, her?" Or that something? was my initial thought too. And were they were they after him? And I didn't realize until the second time watching this movie that his wife died of a terminal illness, and the Russians and like the the Yosef, the kid Russian uh, arrogant guy. That he wasn't specifically targeting John Wick. Well, he was just randomly. And I'd like, like to talk about this one. Okay, I'd like to talk about this one. This is the one that bugged me. Of all the people in the tri-state area, <laughs> yes. Jersey, New yes. York, you, you know, of all the people, you're telling me that, that this Russian gang, and I don't think it was the mob per se in, in this case. Now the old man ran a mob, but the, this Russian yeah. gang happened to be at a gas station in Jersey. And accidentally targeted John Wick, who the dad knew well, the, the, who used but, to work for the dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but worked but, in the shadows. We could have worked got, in the shadows. But we could have. But we could have gotten here through a little bit more of a storyline that made sense. Like that was the one thing because I really actually thought, as far as these films go, that this film was good. Like this film had a lot of good things. But really, that the kid just so happened to take a '69 Mustang off John Bleeping Wick, and and I get it led to a great line. But I would have preferred that we had a little bit more cohesiveness of to how the kid got in John Wick's crosshairs. See, I kind of liked that it was random. I'm but tra- it's in New Jersey. No one's going to go to Jersey. It was unbelievable to me. Well, so you're saying if it was if it was in New York or something. Well, no, I'm just saying like let's have the kid be the, the kid was so stupid. How right. would you how would you have rewritten the because you've got to get to the point where John Wick is going I would on have a had revenge the kid, tour. I, I would have had the the old, old man who, to your point, employed Wick at one time. I would have had the kid who's an arrogant a-hole to begin with, right? I would have had him try and do something to Wick because he, take a he, shot at the he title? was beginning to, to uh, take over the old man's title a little bit. That would have been my story. Because I just thought that this film was too good to have this sort of oh, and we accidentally robbed John Wick of all people of all yeah yeah I I didn't mind the randomness of it I I get that it's I get what, everything you're saying I love the interaction when so he gets he puts the gas in the '69 Mustang and these guys and by the way these guys like calling them a gang it's like they're just like they're just they're, they're just like privileged yeah uh, like yeah ru- the kids of a Russian mobster yeah. and his friends but they're not like the mob themselves but when you're the right. but when Yosef leans into the car. And he at first he says, "How much for the car?" And John Wick says, "Not for sale." 
And then Yosef reaches in to pet Daisy. And then in Russian, he says, everything has a price, bitch, not knowing that John Wick is A, John Wick, and B, speaks Russian. Uh, he, and John he Wick is Russian. Res- and John Wick responds, not this bitch. Yeah. <laughs> in oh, Russian. Great. So great. That was great. So they so just to just to play out the rest of it. So the Russians show up to John Wick's house again. Have no idea who he is. They show up just to kick his ass for being smarmy at the gas station, to break stuff in his house, and to steal the '69 Ford Mustang. And in the process, they kill Daisy the dog. Um, and then that's how shut that so dog up. So I. Wait, I really wait, like the killing of the dog I, to me made like made me furious on behalf of John well, Wick and I would have attempted to do the same thing without the ninja skills just for the record. Like that that lit a great fire under the movie, the I, killing I, of the dog. I didn't like the dog dying at the time but eventually completely got why they felt it was necessary for uh the storyline. It had to happen. I yeah. got a question about about Wick though. Is John's house just unlocked constantly? Like the bad guys who come in, I feel like including, those guys don't, it doesn't matter if it's locked. Including or not. the gang that he killed, the twelve guys, they just sort of like sauntered in doors, like sliding glass doors, unlocked. It's like Johnny, I I get you're an assassin, you're dangerous, but you might want to lock the house up and make them at least break the glass to come in. Did we see them slide doors open? Yes, Did we? yes. Okay. The twelve guys that c- come in basically just like are like, hey Johnny, what's up? That's a good point. If you're John, doors Wick, open. If you've been an assassin for most of your adult life. You might want to have a better home security system. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's a lot of glass. They can break the glass, but, I mean, they literally just slide the door open. Do you know how frequently I check my doors? I'm, like, (laughs) paranoid, and I'm not an assassin, and I got a little house. (laughs) Are you worried that Yosef's going to show up and... I don't trust my kill, fellow man. Kill, I'm going to be honest with you. Kill Stella and... Exactly uh, right. Steal all your beer. Exactly right. (laughs) Anyway. So, um... I, I just want to go back to this, though, because I think I, I want to probe more at you not liking the killing of the dog. Did you not like it as a storyline? Because I honestly feel like the movie falls flat, and the oh. movie doesn't have as much, yeah, go get him, John Wick, if uh, no, they don't right. kill the dog. Okay. Sitting here after watching the entire film, I completely get the importance of the dog dying, okay? So I'm not saying right now I'm protesting it. I'm just saying at the moment when I'm watching the film and they kill the dog... I don't like to see pets die, okay? Like, people dying yeah, doesn't course. bother me, doesn't bother me one bit. Shoot them, and they did a great job. Um, pets and dogs dying bothers me. So at the moment I saw it, it rubbed me the wrong way. In retrospect, totally get it, made perfect sense, actually probably pretty smart. So I'm not trying to say that it's a fault with the film. I'm just telling you flat out, I don't like to see pets die. Okay. Um, just to... To to put a bow on your point about they had like twelve or fifteen henchmen come in and open the doors and like maybe lock your doors, but these guys get into his house and he just systematically makes quick work of them with a handgun and like a knife or something. He kills twelve people in the dark on his own, and then I think this might be my second favorite part of the movie <laughs> when he calls. What's he called to? Was what was his code? The his, cleanup crew. He he said, "I'd like to make a dinner reservation." Right. So this this van pulls up and it's like this miscellaneous. I can't remember what the van said, but it was like yeah. you know they're cleaners. cleaning crew. They clean up death, and their job is to come in and clean up messy death situations. Um, so that happens, and then eventually, I think this might have been later in the movie. The police officer shows up to the door. Evening, John. Evening, Jimmy. Noise complaint. Noise complaint. You uh, working again? <laughs> no, just sorting some stuff out. Oh well, I'll leave you be then. Good night, John. Good night, Jimmy. Oh, God. Okay. You work it again? Work no. it again? It's amazing. 
I would say that that is the best scene in the entire film. I love that scene. It's I thought that scene. scene was great. But the other thing is, play that back, and I'm serious here. Listen to the economy of words from the star. Like, And, and then, Phil, to your point, imagine Seagal being like, oh, yeah, my script, this is good. Play this back, and this is the genius of John Wick writing. Evening, John. Evening, Jimmy. Noise complaint. Noise complaint. You uh, working again? No, just sorting some stuff out. Oh, well. I'll leave you be then. Good night, John. Good night, Jimmy. Perfect. Seagal would never give the cop that chance to be that good. No. Perfect. Yeah. Not and he'd have to throw in another like campy line of some kind. It's just yes. great. So uh, what else stood out to you guys? What was your least favorite part? Let's go to that category. What was your least favorite part Definitely about John Definitely go ahead. What, what is up with, uh, especially John Wick 2, what is up with everyone wearing suits throughout the course of this movie? Like, is it just because... They're like also trying to disguise themselves as as savvy people. Like I don't understand the clothing on like the ninety nine percent of of John Wick on the henchmen. Like it looks like everyone is set up as businessmen. Yeah, is it just I, a, a front to be like, well, I'm not really an assassin. I'm a swab. I think they're person. supposed to be high class killers. I yeah, really do. It's like it's like if James Bond were to instead instead of like yeah. fighting for you know the uh, like the the black ops wing of the okay. British government, if you were to go rogue. And, you know, like, I get it, it plays well for the movie, so I understand why. But, like, Yosef is just this little runt. Like, and, and John goes into the pool and, like, kill and, and the club and kills everyone, essentially, other than getting uh, thro- suplexed over the, over the railing. But I, I didn't like Yosef. And he also, his character, so the actor that plays him, he is a prominent character in the Game of Thrones series yes, on yeah. HBO. He plays Theon. And Theon has, like, a very crazy arc in the entire series. I won't go into that. But at his lowest point, he is, like, this little kind of greedy SOB. And he, it's, all, it's almost the exact same character. Funny. So it, it was almost like he was, good at it. he was playing the same character as he was in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. But I, I had a little bit of an issue with him. So you wanted these guys, in, in terms of, like, what they should be wearing, what, what would you have had John Wick wear instead of a suit? Uh, Plain black T-shirt, turtlenecks too, right? Hawaiian yeah, shirts, turtlenecks, turtlenecks, like Secret Service. I don't know. I, 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 I just wanted to see a little bit more. Not like Steven Seagal with like the you know the the V-neck vest, super and tight jeans, and super tight jeans. Uh, I just I I didn't I didn't like the suit. I didn't like the suit. Flip <laughs> you. Yeah, I think if Keanu had a Steven Seagal ponytail, yeah. it would have put this movie even more over the top for me. Can I give you? Um, the thing I didn't like, but juxtapose it with a thing that they did really well that most films like this don't do. So I'll start with the good part, all right? The good part was, unlike Seagal films or films where guys get in fights, and so like 10 guys attack a guy, and how often do we see them like fight the guy, flip the guy or something, or punch him? Mm-hmm. And the guy falls down like he's dead, and he never gets back up. And my thing is, he's not dead. He's tough enough. Like, he might be stunned. Uh, but that, but, By the way, Bruce Willis should have learned that lesson when he hung that guy up. In exactly. The, in, but, the like, that's hard. the end of the fight. Got to put a bullet in that guy. <laughs> well, John Wick does a great job. He does. I love the, um, the percentage of kills per shot in this film are fantastic. And I love the fact that he finishes, he beats people up. And then what does he do? He pulls out his gun, silencer on, bang, shoots him right in the head. Yep. Then they're really dead, okay? So to me, this is because how many films? Lethal Weapon, Seagal, Die Hard. How many films 
do we see a fight and then, oh, well, he just got flipped onto a table. He must be dead. I'm with you. John, so, John Wick has seen a lot of action movies in his life. Yeah. He knows what happens if you don't put that bullet in But don't in that you guy's love head. when he pulls the gun out and bang, and he pops guys in the head, too. He makes sure they're not going to get back up. Um, to juxtapose that, though, with the thing that this film did that every film does that drives me absolutely crazy mm-hmm. is if you're going to have the John Wick character get caught, you're not going to torture him. You're going to just kill him. That's true. So, like, again, That's he's true. tied. It, it's it's lethal weapon. It's the same scene. He's tied to a chair. Every Bond movie has this, You've too. got your yeah. chance to kill him. Like, like if you don't want to capture him, that's fine. But if you're going to write he gets captured, then he's going to die, okay? Yeah. So don't give me, like, everything else in how they killed folks was really well done. It's like, yes, you would do that, and you would shoot that guy, and you would shoot that guy. And then here's John Wick um, tied to a chair. And they, they don't kill him. And they leave without him dead. Uh, come on, yeah. please. I'm with you there. I think uh, I think we, I, I, especially Vigo already knew just how powerful right. John Wick is. Yes. And he knows that John Wick, there's two different scenes, one in particular, in which Vigo lays out just how ridiculous John Wick is as He's an the assassin. Boogeyman. He said when John met his, his future wife, he asked to get out of the business. And so... Because Vigo didn't want him to get out of the business because he was so good, I gave him a near impossible task, <laughs> and he completed it. So, and we don't know exactly what that task was, and I think we might even find out in John Wick Two. There's a lot of these. I think the killing three guys with a pencil is in John Wick Two as oh, well, if okay. I remember right. We will do John Wick Two at some point on this podcast. Oh, yeah. uh, but he knows, he, like, he knows that he gave John Wick an impossible mission to kill, like. X amount of people in X short amount of time, and he completed it to get out of the Russian mafia. And yet he isn't the least bit concerned when he finally captures John Wick and there's only like three dudes to, you know. So I'm with you on that one. Right. Um, there was really nothing that stood out to where I said, oh, I can't. This, this drove me nuts. And so let me jump to this with you guys. The $2 million contract. Yes. And, and the openness of the contract so that if anyone who kills him Gets the two million dollars, and then by the way, it it doubled to four million for anyone willing to break the rules of the continent. by doing business inside the continental. The continental hotel. is not a place you do business, though. It is not, but because the prize was doubled to four million dollars, what did you guys think about the whole two million and four million dollar bounty angle here? To so to and and the offering of the bounty initially to Marcus, who was John Wick's mentor, who then turns around and saves John Wick a couple of times with some sniper warning shots. Right. That was a storyline too. So he took he took the option on the bounty of two mil. Marcus did, and he led the Russian mobster to believe that he might kill John Wick, but he was never going to. Correct. And so then he does kill the the one of the two guys left as John Wick is tied to the chair. He shoots. Um, I thought it was fine. I didn't think it was great. But here's what made it great. And, and again, this is where the film was genius in having a supporting cast that was outstanding. William Defoe is creepy oh, beyond belief. He so is good. unbelievable. He yeah. might he might have been he might have been the best peer actor in that film. And so like the storyline itself if you give that to 9 out of 10 actors, it's probably like uh, okay, cool, that's fine. But Defoe's so good that and he's so freaky and he's so yes. just cryptic that that I actually thought it was great, not because the writing for the character was great. But because Defoe was so good, can I can I make a point off? Because uh, you're, what you're getting down uh, the path of here is casting, and 
Yeah. I'm going to compare a couple of these other action movies that we have, like Commando. Let's use Commando. That we, I think that was maybe before Declan jumped into action movie. Jenny. We, did, we did Commando no, with... I was here for Commando. You were? Okay. Yep. With Arnold Schwarzenegger. Brilliant. And the villain in that movie was this schleppy guy named Bennett. Yes. With the weird mustache. And we've seen a few of these. Military ties. Fat guys that can't win fights. Imagine if you were to replace whoever the hell that guy was. And there's like two or three of these types of villains in these movies that we've done. Mm -hmm. Right? If you were to replace Bennett with the guy who played Vigo in this movie. So you're going to be an elegant, mob-leading Russian guy who talks like this. And who... Aurelio speaking. It's not what you did, son, that angers me so. It's who you did it to. Who? The f- nobody? That f- nobody is John Wick. Like, like, like this guy was brilliant. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. And I, I think if you're just going to be like, oh, well, Arnold's the star, Keanu's the star, let's just get, like, literally anyone to play the villain. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Your movie can't get to that well, level. And then they, they cast this film damn near perfectly. Now, now the only thing that that I thought was a little bit um, weird about the end, not surprising again, but sort of weird was, was the fact that I don't know that Russian mobster had to, should have had to fight Wick. I, I think Wick, Wick would have just killed him so simply, but his role, his character is fantastic. So I probably would have had him die in, in a fiery explosion um, instead of him trying to fight Wick. There, there seems to be this need at the end of films like this, that the ultimate bad guy has to fight the good guy. Yeah. But the good guy is often, you know, and rightfully so, this chiseled specimen, right? Yeah. And the bad guy can be basically look like me. Like, I should die in a fiery crash. Well. Uh, but anyway, the character itself, I'm with you on. The character was great. Yeah, I thought the same thing. It was like, all right, so so Vigo has challenged, has challenged John Wick to a fight here and to drop their gun. It's like, well. This is going to end in five seconds. Right. Um, I was I was a little bit perplexed by the killing of Yosef and just how sort of... So the movie is all about getting revenge on Yosef for doing this terrible thing, killing this dog that meant so much to you. And you've been hunting him down through nightclubs and through the city. And you've, you've literally had to kill like 50 people to get to Yosef mm-hmm. throughout the course of this movie. And you finally get to him. And you just put a bullet in his head and walk away. I think my question is, would you guys, and this is, I can't believe I'm like putting myself in the shoes of a murderous assassin here. Would you guys have savored that moment a little bit more if you were John Wick? Would you have pimped the home run a little bit more than just like, oh, put a bullet in his head and walk away? I personally would have preferred that Yosef um, got caught at like the top of, of a hotel or something and got thrown through a plate glass window and fell to his death. So, yes. Well, that is. Yes. I thought his. That is dark. Hey, look. I love it. Die Hard. Classic. The end is great. Why? They throw him out of a window. And then it's. And you get to savor and him he goes, falling ah! in slow motion, right? Declan, would you have savored that a little bit more? Yeah, I would because, like I was saying before, where he goes into the club and just destroys everyone, but, like, he can't get Yosef with the six bullets when he's running away in a towel, by the way. Like, his leg. I've ran in a towel before. It's pretty difficult. Like, you but can would only you run shot so him? fast. Like, like, the shooting was. The shooting didn't pay off the, the death that he so richly right. deserved, right? So, so, like, a long fall or yeah, something. Yeah, so then that's, that, that's the Phil's point. That's why when he finally goes to the warehouse and he, and he kills everyone, it was just like, okay, he gets his revenge on Yosef. But, yeah. I wanted a more satisfying, torturous death. 
Yeah. 100%. Yeah. By the way, what situations in your life have you been in where you're running with a towel on? Uh, we can do uh, Declan, you know, spring break rewind at another time, but I don't know if that's a, that's a great idea. What, some boyfriends got back? Uh, it's a long story. Let's uh, let's save it for another Friday. Didn't, it's a good Friday topic. Didn't think that yeah. you were going to get an yeah. answer to that question, yeah, did you, I, Phil? I didn't. I didn't. But don't, don't you guys think... The shooting percentage in this film, I love the shooting quick shooting. The, his, his shooting percentage is great. It was I, sustainable. He is an NBA three-point right. artist. Like, his shooting Dude, was... Yeah. And, and plus, the, it's really is quick. The, is he the Steph Curry of good guys in action movies? He is He is literally a gunner. He's he's what Damian Lillard has been in the bubble so yes, far this exactly. season. Yes, exactly. Like Just if 60 you, points on, like, 12 shots. Just like three, three, three. And he doesn't miss. Free right? throws, ninety percent free throw shooter. Aside from aside from he, he missed the kid a, a few times. He doesn't miss shots, and he does it up close. And I love the fact that yeah. he beats you up, and then he shoots you in the head. Also, in terms of just shooting efficiency, yeah. Did you notice the one thing he does? So he always has multiple guns on him. Yes. So instead of like when he has the semi-automatic, and I don't know what these guns are called. Like I've barely held a gun yeah. in my life. All right. So so he's got this semi-automatic thing, and he's just going to town at different points. And then when that thing runs out, and there's still like 10 enemy Russians bearing down on him, when that thing runs out, instead of like hiding behind a car and trying to reload the gun like you see in every other movie, he just moves to the next gun. Yes. So he empties the clips on the And he's got clips. Boom. Moves to the handgun. Bang, bang, bang. Boom. Moves to the next handgun. Bang, bang, bang. It's just, it's, he is the Golden State Warriors. Yes. 2015 through 2018. Yes. Of of good guys in action <laughs> movies. 100%. Um, the other thing, too, I will tip my cap to uh, John Wick inspired me to drink bourbon again last night. Good he was you. drinking bourbon throughout the entire movie. Just everywhere you look, he's just... And then the one scene where he's getting, like, stitched up or something. He also stapled himself at the yeah. end of the movie. Yeah, yeah. but he does He, he does. He didn't need get the, the doctor at the hotel. The yeah. Do you need the doctor? I need a doctor. Good evening, Mr. Wick. How may I be of service? He's a doctor, Yes, sir. 24-7. Send him up, please. Yes, sir. How good's your laundry? I'm sorry to say that no one's that good. No. I thought not. May I suggest a drink, sir? Bourbon, perhaps. That sounds perfect. <laughs> <laughs> the Continental was great, by the way. Yeah. I lo- that, that was a great premise. If you guys, all right, if you guys knew that there were assassins inside the Continental, would you still go there for a cocktail? I would I would try and stay there if the rate was reasonable. Yes, especially in Manhattan. Yes, I'm going to guess the rate probably isn't reasonable at that place. Probably is not reasonable. Um, but I Tuesday deal. Didn't you? Well, actually, hotels tonight sometimes offers the day of deals. Right. (laughs) Didn't you love the rules though? And they kill they kill the assassin at the end because she violated said rules. Yeah. And then the cleanup crew comes. Um, did, Did you guys catch the one thing? So. This film's really, really, I think, well done. Did you guys catch the one nod to when John Wick's Mustang gets stolen and he does not have a car? He gets on the bus. And he has to take a bus. Oh, yes. And he gets off the bus. Yes. There's no question that they're like, what the hell? That was great. Because, like, why would John Wick take a bus, right? Right. Well, Except for in that one scene, and he as, and he gets off the bus. It's just, a, I just thought it was so funny. Did you guys have a favorite kill in this movie? It wasn't one of the real bad guys, that's for sure. I'll give you mine. Okay. My favorite kill, actually, it's kind of a tie because he had one where he, he like, where he killed Mayhem guy from the insurance commercials. He was driving right at him like he was going to hit him. 
and instead he spins the car you know, 90 degrees sideways perfectly so that the passenger window bashes the guy in the head, and yep. then I think he shoots him or something. But but toward the end, he uh, he runs into a group of Russian mobsters with his SUV or whatever he was driving that had a sunroof. And I think this is the second time we've seen a similar kill like this in one of our action movies where the Russian guy is tumbling over the top of the car. Declan And John before. Wick goes up through and the sunroof and shoots yeah, him. Yeah, that's pretty great. What, what other movie did that we was see Dex that film? In? Oh, Wanted. Oh, Wanted. Yeah. Yes. So that was they that shoot was great. People. My my f- favorite series of kills was when they established how he killed people when the twelve guys broke in, because that was the first right. scene in which he started in which he, in which he beat them up and then and then shot them. Yeah, and I can't tell you how pleased I, I was to finally see a film where they polished off the bad guys. Um, that series of kills to me set a very important tone for the kills. And and here's the one thing, too, that makes this film sort of special in some ways. They made you wait a, quite a while for payoff, and ordinarily that ticks me off to no end, and I get right. bored. I'm like, come on, just get into it. Like nine out, out of ten films that we've gone through, if you don't get to a kill quickly, I'm PO'd. This one... I actually wasn't. Yeah. This one, but but when he kills those 12 guys, it sets just a marvelous tone of, oh, no, he shoots them, too. So ScreenRant.com ranks the top 10 John Wick kills throughout the entire franchise. Wow. And, there's, and there's only one from the first John Wick that makes the list, and it is number one, and it's the club scene. Which one in the club? Just all of the club I think, scene? I think the whole club scene from okay. start to finish. Because yeah. he kills, like, 40 guys in the club. Yeah, yeah. There's he, one he scene where he's, like, that. in the lobby of the club, and he literally just kills everyone in a red jacket that walks up close yeah. to him. There might have just been random guys going in to get their ints on, and he just kills them. That's okay, though. Um, your, well, I have one more question before we get to a couple of the final categories here. Judd, how would you rate, how would you rank Keanu's performances in Point Break, Speed, and John Wick 1? It's almost like a different actor in some ways. So it's very, it's very difficult because I feel like by the Wick franchise that Keanu as an actor had actually grown to know what he did well and what he didn't do well. Um, speed, he's got speed. I love, but the dialogue is heavy and he, and he recites it in as Keanu can. Um, this is what my cue card says. Um, Keep the bus going 55 or we will all die. Did I say that? Um, do you want me to rate them in seriousness? Like, like what's the best? I would say your, your favorites. Cause your I, favorite cause Keanu. I, I love campy. So I, I, so Point Break is my favorite, but it's because it's campy too. Like as far as professional films go, John Wick yeah. wins easily. But if I was just going to, if I was going to sit down and watch uh, three Keanu films today and I didn't care about why, I would watch Point Break first because I just love Point Break. Um, I would probably watch Speed second and John Wick third. But okay. I think John Wick is the most professional for him easily of those three films, Declan. I haven't, oh, go yeah, ahead. I haven't seen Point Break, because so that's an assignment I still have to do. Yeah, so you you see Point Break, and then you can report yes, back on this. correct. Your uh, favorite character from this movie, real quick. Declan? Oh. I, I, I kind of liked uh, the, the female assassin. I'm breaking on the name right now. Off the top of my head, but I I kind of liked her. You, you kind of let her you let her do that stuff to you, you know, uh, try to kill you and chase you around the city. Wouldn't be the worst thing I let a woman do to me. So I I wouldn't I wouldn't really mind it at all. Miss <laughs> Perkins, Miss Perkins is her name. Yeah, I kind of liked her. Who was that though? Who the actress? Yeah, in real um, life. An, 
Adrian Palaki. Oh, okay. I'm not familiar Apparently, with her work. Um, I, I like that they had like that. When they meet at the Continental, you kind of like, oh, is there a past here? Like, is it is it a yep. love? Is there a love triangle? Is there right. is there a possible feud? Like, you don't you, it leaves very open ended. She's mm-hmm. like, he's like Perkins and John, and then they I think they see each other two at the bar downstairs, and then you realize, oh, she's just a typical bounty hunter looking to collect the the contract that was put out on him, and then she slips out of the handcuffs from from the hotel guy. He, she kills him. And, yeah, and he, and she just gets, like, murdered pretty easily. I was like, oh, that's kind of a lame way that she gets whacked at the end of the movie. But I liked her. Yeah. I thought she was great. She broke the rules of the Continental, dude. I get it. Um, so Defoe is my favorite character as far as people go, but my favorite character in the film was the dog. The dog, because the dog dying ultimately was important. The dog was pretty damn good. Yeah. Like, the dog was believable. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go off the charts here and say my favorite character, because they so, in a film, films, plural, they so rarely kill, like, a pet or a dog or something. It's, I don't think it, it's an ordinary thing. Right. I'm going to go with my favorite, the linchpin character. Because, Phil, Phil, you're right. If they steal his Mustang and beat him up, he's going to be pissed off. But it, you're going to be like, he's really going to kill this yeah, it's just many car. people. Yeah. But when the Russian kid kept saying, it's only a GD dog, and he's like, it was more than that. Um, <laughs> I'm going with the dog. So uh, I'm going with Vigo, the lead of the Russian crime syndicate. I just thought he was a brilliant, villainous character. But my runner-up is probably the character that Ian McShane played. Just because I, I literally thought for the first, like, and I do this with multiple Ian McShane movies. I think it's Al Pacino for the first 10 minutes. Right. Because they look exactly alike, they talk exactly alike, and I'm pretty sure that producers, whenever they're casting for a movie, they probably go to Al Pacino first, and then Al Pacino says that'll be $15 million, and then they're like, I don't know if we have the budget for that, and so then they go to Ian McShane. So um, I always get confused with that. The definitive bad guy rankings. So far, this is our 20th action movie rewind, by the way, so congrats to Are all you of serious? us for hitting this milestone. All right. Where's the cake? We'll get it for the 30th yeah. one. Yep, uh, budget. So Hans Gruber is uh, number one on our list from Die Hard. Cyrus the Virus from Con Air. Brad Wesley from Roadhouse. Mr. Joshua from Lethal Weapon. Ivan e- uh, Drago from Rocky Four, And then Dennis Hopper from Speed. Bodie from Point Break. Dom from Fast and the Furious. The rogue CIA agent from The Expendables. And angry terrorist Ivan from Air Force One. At the bottom of this list is the incompetent Russian military from Rambo 3, Sloan from Wanted, and General Hummel from The Rock. Uh-huh. Is the bad guy the Russian mobsters combined? Is it Vigo? Is it Yosef? How would we characterize I'd say this? it's Vigo and Yosef. Yeah. Okay. Father and son. Yeah. I Man, they're they're really good. Here's I'll throw this out and you guys can tell okay. me, okay? They're not Hans Gruber. They're no. not Cyrus the Virus. But I think they're above some of these other, like, I think they're above Mr. Joshua and Lethal Weapon. They're evil, and they're conniving, but they're also smart. I'm going to put them third behind Hans Gruber and Cyrus the Virus ahead of Brad Mm -hmm. Wesley and Roadhouse. That's where I have So the only thing I don't like is, like, he basically just, like, sacrifices his son. He's like, Right, but that adds to the villainous character. And that adds a layer. I just he felt... gave his son's location away so he could save his own life. Yeah. It's amazing. I, I, I guess it's a good point, but also he's like he's an older dude. And he gives John Wick a good run for his money in the final fight scene, and I didn't like feel like that should have been as close as it was. Like he's definitely diabolical, but I I don't know if I can put him in the top five. I don't know if I can. Who's top five again? 
Hans Gruber, yeah. Cyrus the Virus, yep. Brad Wesley from Roadhouse, yep. Mr. Joshua from Lethal Weapon, yep. Yvonne Drago from Rocky Four. Okay, I'm putting him behind Drago for sure, and here's why. Um, the son... R- Russian on Russian here. The, the son, to me, was the real bad guy, and he gets killed so simply, and mm-hmm. he's just sort of a punk. Okay. And the dad... The dad... <laughs> The weird thing about this is the dad had an affinity for Wick himself. Like, he liked him, and and he knew that yeah. he had to try to kill him. But I was torn on the on the Russian mobster because of his feelings for John Wick. So I'm going to put him behind Drago. I'm okay with that because I love Ivan Drago. He's my favorite. I mean, Drago's a great, that's a great character. That's fantastic. So if we were to, if we were to put him in, it's a little bit tougher for Declan because he hasn't seen all of these movies, but if we were to put him... Just behind Ivan Drago and ahead of Dennis Hopper from Speed. I'd be fine with that. Okay. I can settle with that. I love Dennis Hopper and Speed, but I, I will concede. Okay. That's fine. So uh, now we get to... That seems like a fair place for him. Mm-hmm. One through ten Seagull ranking system here. Judd Zilgat. Okay, I'm going to give this again because in my mind, the ranking system is a little bit complex and complicated. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give this an eight. Really good. Not over the top. Um, Keanu actually accepting and finding a role in which I think he thrives probably. So if I put all of the ingredients of how I think about our ranking system together, I give this an eight, which is ultimately high praise for a film like this. Okay. Dex? This is a 10. I give this a 10 out of 10. It has blood. (laughs) It has cheesy one-liners. It has a solid villain. I, I think it fits all the – it's under the 90-minute threshold. I think it hits all the normal check marks in our very complicated ranking system, and it was perfect. I, I, this is a 10 out of 10 for me. I agree with Declan. Yes, yes. It's a that's 10. Fair, that's fair. It is a freaking 10. This movie is incredible. This is Keanu Reeves' best work. It gets to the point. There's no wasted time. It has a plot that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It has great villains. It has great action. So with with two tens and an eight, that gives it a composite score of 9.3, which makes it our second best action movie that we have reviewed so far. All right. Die Hard at a 10. John Wick at a 9.3. Oh, wait a second. What's my math there? Commando's a 9.2. I don't know how that math works, but... Uh, Fast and the Furious, 8.8. Expendables, Roadhouse, Hard to Kill, Rocky Four, Independence Day, and Point Break, all above an 8. The bottom of this list is Bloodsport, Wanted, and Rambo 3, by the way. so Yeah, that's fair. There it is. That's very fair. There it is. Action Movie Rewind, very... John Wick. Judd Zolgat's turn to pick for next week. All right. I've got about six cho- choices here that I've been going through this week, and I boiled it down to one film for next week. We're going back again to the 80s, and this is a classic. I want to hear no protests about this. 1982, Eddie Murphy and Nick Nolte, oh, 48, 48 hours. hours. Boom. 136 running time, according to what I looked up. An hour and 36 minutes. Very, very short. Absolutely glorious. And, yes, we get to the kills basically right after the credits. I am here And a great bad guy. We've got a bad guy. I don't. He's not going to challenge for number one. I don't think. But the bad guy who gets killed at the end uh, is going to challenge for the top five. Love it. All right, that's action movie rewind, and we we love that all of you listeners have made this and viewers on our YouTube channel. Just YouTube. shoot him, man. Just shoot him. You've made this 
This and write that down are the two most downloaded segments uh, and episodes we have every single week. So thanks for hanging out with us here. 